right, hello and uh, welcome to the Bosby Lane podcast. Uh, it's me, Ugo, and CJ joining in today. And we are going to be uh, doing a few things. We'll be going through uh, the early season review. Uh, we'll do some transfer review. We will also preview uh, game week four. But before I, I move along, I know it's been a while since uh, we had an episode here and just wanted to say that we're back now. The season is back. We have a lot of energy. We're, we're, we're happy to get started. And uh, yep. and it's going to be uh, CJ and I, you know, doing this. And I'm really excited about the fact that we're going to be doing this together. So maybe CJ, you want to say a few words uh, to start with? Yeah, it's good to be here, you know. Um great to have football back uh, after a long layoff. I mean, the Euros were nice, um, but good to have weekly football back now and excited to be here, excited to be part of the show and looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a, a rough couple of months, which is why I've not been able to record any podcast uh, episodes. Uh, having a baby, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew? You know, yeah. Most so, amazing thing. Yeah. No, it, it's fun though. It's fun. It's uh, it's one of those ones where yeah, the, the work, you know, sleep deprivation and everything, but you're still very very happy when when you see you see you see the baby. But anyways, I think we'll try to make this uh, as regular as possible. We will um, do our best to to bring an episode at least every week, uh, reacting to you know what's going on in the world of football. So it's not going to be something that is really focused on only Manchester United. It's going to be about the EPL as a whole. So. Yeah, so let's get into it. So, Ellie says in review, and CJ, I, I know you're wearing a Madrid shirt, which is yeah, just yeah, that's a, that's a Madrid shirt, <laughs> which is which is strange for me, right? Because you're an Arsenal fan. So, tell me, yeah. what what has the season been like for you? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's there for everyone to see. You know, we've had the, an abysmal start so far. Uh, Interestingly, I think like many Arsenal fans, I I didn't have I didn't have much um, expectations um, going into the start of the season because um, our 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 transfer window was you know neither here nor there really. Yeah, we brought in Ben White for fifty million, um, and he's already out injured, <laughs> so that says something. Uh, but certainly didn't expect it to be this bad. So that's that's been that's been quite a quite a surprise to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I understand exactly what you're saying. And and in all honesty, I would say it's it's probably the toughest time um uh in a very, very long time. And it, it's been a very difficult last few years for you guys, or at least a very long time actually. Um yeah. and it it's really um, sad, and 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 for me personally, I've gone from um, being someone who banters Arsenal, and I don't know if this is a good thing or not for me. But <laughs> I've gone from being someone who actually banters Arsenal to someone who really feels sorry for them, and because I, I can, I, as a football fan, not just as a Manchester United fan, just as a football loving fan, um, if you really think about what it means to support a club. Um, you want them to do well. That is exactly why you're supporting them. You just, and it's so difficult when they're not doing well. And I've, I've experienced that as a Manchester United fan, you know, through the years when we were in decline and, and sort of fighting through it with different managers. So I, I can understand and empathize with what's going on. That's why I, I, um, 
I, I now feel a little bit empathetic. I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't throw banter from time to time. <laughs> what is the world going to be like without banter, right? So, but I, I generally feel um, I'm sad for Arsenal. So, speaking about Arsenal, let's let's go a little bit deeper. Um, where do you think the problems are? You you mentioned injuries. You mentioned um, you know the transfer. Um, Activity and in all honesty, I think with the transfer activity, one of the interesting things is that Arsenal has actually spent more than anybody in season, else? right? Which is and yet which, we've had the worst starts to a league season in our history. <laughs> yeah, so it, it makes it so difficult. So wh- where do you think? What and I think, I mean, let's let's just be um, completely fair. The, the problem is not just one problem; it's a, it's a myriad of different problems. Um, usually, when something goes wrong, but. So in order of priority, though, what, what do you think is really the, you know, what are the big, biggest problems? Um, I think I would say one thing I would say for sure is that um, the manager might be trying to do a bit too much. Um, I think he needs to get back to the basics. He needs to structure the team and decide what his starting eleven is. It's been... Almost two years of Atleta at Arsenal, um, well over 18 months. And we still do not have a clear picture of how he wants to play, you know? Mm-hmm. this. The, so, I mean, I'm, I might be jumping the gun a bit, but just looking at that game against Man City, it was just very confusing what was going on in that midfield. You know, you pack five defenders um, and then you're lobbing the ball forward at every opportunity. It's just a bit strange, you know? Um, so I think the biggest problem I would say is that he, he's not yet, um, he's not yet developed a, a style of play. That's at least discernible to either, even the players. I think even the players from the way they play, it, it kind of shows that they're not, even they are not certain of what the system is that they're playing here. And, yeah, it just seems like it's all over the place at the moment and he's having a, a bit of a hard time really um, getting the best out of those players. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I would say that um, from my perspective anyways, I mean, looking at the way um, Arsenal has played, I would say that, you know, you want to make sure that your, your, your team is um, adapting to the situation. Right, you want them to adapt to the situation. So I think against Man City, it makes sense for you to, uh, you know, have a very solid defensive shape. I think that's really important because, you know, you know the way they play. They're, they right. they will decimate you if you try to be open. And I think that was what he was trying to do. I think the unfortunate thing here was that, um, you know, Shaka getting sent off is not Ateta's uh, fault. It's not Ateta that yeah. didn't drive. Shaka crazy. Um, that was Shaka you know, losing his head. And in any game of football, you can expect that City is going to score. But if they score, all things is it, still you know retrievable. You can still you know do something or at least perform gallantly. I think very yeah. few people would have believed that you would win the game against City. Uh, the game against Brentford was a tough one. You were going through you know COVID crisis. You uh, you know Ateta himself said that he probably would have wished that the game was cancelled 
um, which goes to suggest, I mean, not the Aubameyang, Lacazette, and you had so many different players who were out for that game. Right. And of course, for, for the big teams, um, if you your players have actually gone to the Euros, you might need some time to actually ease them back into the into the fold. And part of it is just being the fact that he was trying to do that uh, with the likes of Saka. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, also trying to deal with the, the effects of COVID. So it, I, I, I get why the Brentford game was hard. <laughs> I understand right. it. Uh, then you look at the, the other game uh, that was against Chelsea. Chelsea. And, and of course, um, I think Chelsea is, is, is a contender this season. It's, it's a really, really you know strong side. And also you didn't have, you weren't at full strength. So I think there are other mitigating circumstances around why Arsenal has performed the way they've performed. You see, you look at Manchester United, besides the Leeds game, we've not been 100% as an example, and I think it's the effects of, um, you know, the effects of, uh, what's it called? The um, um, the Euros. The Euros, the Euros, right? So I just want to bring that into the fold as well. Um, so in a perfect transfer, you know, market, what would you have expected? Uh, quite frankly, I would have expected... I mean, I, I I don't think the Ben White signing is a bad signing. Don't get me wrong. I, I think mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen so far, the few the few minutes we've actually watched him play, he seems quite solid as a defender. And I think the, the pairing of him and Gabriel might be our best defensive, um, our cent- best central defensive pairing. And hopefully they can come good. What I would have expected was that um, they may they, they would have consolidated on some of the more pressing um, areas in the pitch where we really needed to strengthen, like that midfield area. It's a bit surprising that we, you know, left it late and then bringing in Odegaard. Odegaard is a fairly decent player, but I don't know that he is the sort of player that we actually needed, you know, um, I thought we, we could have done with a more, more mature player, perhaps someone who has Premier League experience, you know, obviously Odegaard has half a season in the Premier League. That's, that's something he was our best player from the period he came in, um, got, you know, a couple of assists, uh, one or two goals, but, I, I think we could have we could have gone for someone with a bit more maturity in the pre- and, and experience in the Premier League, someone who would actually understand how to um, how to deal with um, th- those Premier League defenses. Um, so, who who you have come for in, instead of Odegaard? <sighs> That's the thing, right? So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it, I, well, I guess some people are saying, well, Madison wasn't available, but I don't think that they, 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 they made enough of an effort to get Madison. You know, if they put the big money up, if you really wanted to get Madison, you know, you put that big money up and, and, and you know, really tempt Leicester. But I don't think they did that. I think they were, they were being a bit coy. Um, so, 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 CJ, I, I'd, I'd like to say something uh, very quickly about, about that. It's not just tempting Leicester, it's also tempting. Um, Madison, right? It's like <laughs> because when, when you think about it, I mean, Madison is playing in the Europa League, right? Arsenal is not. 
Like right. he, he and and he, you can he can bank on the fact that Leicester can go far uh, in the Europa League potentially, and that could be you know kind of silverware that would be uh, great for his resume uh, as he sort of thinks about you know European, um, you know European um, what's it called um, U- European. Um, Silverware, or you know, get some European pedigree. Basically, uh, I lost my train of thought for a second. But in all honesty, if you ask me, I would say that um, Arsenal to prize Madison away from uh, Leicester would be quite expensive. <laughs> it would be very expensive. Um, so then you have to think about it and say, do I go for Madison and? what other areas suffer if I do that? Like, you know, would I be able to get a goalkeeper, a backup goalkeeper that is badly needed? Would I be right. able to get, um, you know, the, the likes of, what's his name? Lukonga. Lukonga. Yeah, Lukonga. Yeah. And would I be able to get that? That was winning, by the way, yeah. So yeah. so, so when, you, when you think about it in terms of the transfer they have done, they had to use the resources they had uh, to cover multiple areas, and you can argue that it's it's much better to just handle one 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 area of the pitch, and then you know we'll, we'll, we'll go next time because re- resources. I'll have to say because I, as fans, I'm sure we 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 don't care about finances that much. We just want our team to succeed. Uh, but the, the reality is that you know it's it's a recession is, is, is the pandemic, you know, clubs are suffering. I mean, whatever amount they're putting in is just really to prep, to pep up, you know, the, the fans and, and try to get them back in the stadium. If, if you I will get to Manchester United in a bit and, and it's part, part of those signings are actually designed to do things like that. And so um, the, the amount they're investing is just trying to make sure that at least they stay afloat in Arsenal's case, you want to be able to at least get back into Europe at the very least and then start, start going uh, from there and you'll be able to attract even more players as you move along and, and maybe, you know, finances are much better at some point. So I would say with regards to transfer, it's not that straightforward. But on the pitch, you're saying that, well, you're not quite sure of what Atata is trying to do. Um, however, my, my thinking is that um, he's a really good coach. <laughs> he's a good tactician. I think, you know, the... the, the the evidence is with what he's done at City. Right. So I, I don't think anybody can say he's no longer, you know, a great coach because he's been failing with Arsenal. And it takes me back to what I always say is that, you know, do you have the right players? Do you have uh, out of players available? You know, are your best players available? If Pogba gets injured, if Bruno Fernandes gets injured, who, are, who are, you know, whatever it is, you know, one of the reasons we lost the Europa League was because Maguire was injured. And the year before, we lost the semifinal partly because Luke Shaw was injured. So if you lose one player in your team, you're going to feel it. Your best player, especially if you lose more than one, you're going to feel it no matter how good of a team you are. Um, so maybe teams like Man City can do without De Bruyne because they have like they have 100 different more people can do yeah. that. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's it, it, those are the things I like to also bring up, you know, as we sort of look at these things, as we analyze that we look at it. But but let's let's try to move on. What do you think uh, the future holds for Arsenal? Where, where do you what do you, where do you think this ends up? I'm I'm not saying what I, I think. Okay, maybe you can say what you think, and then also sort of what you think is actually going to happen. Okay. Um, well, 
I think this season, um, realistically, I, I think we can expect a mid-table finish at best. Um, I, but I, I do understand that he's building a team for the future. He'll, th- that team will need time. I doubt that he will get all of that time as well. You know, which is why I, I, I imagine it would have been probably in his best interest as coach and for the immediate, um, for the short term, to get a bit more experience in um, and you know show a bit more intent. But I mean, my hope is that this team can find a bit of rhythm at least and just start playing well at least, start winning football matches. That's really what's important. Um, so far. It just isn't looking up, but there is hope for the future. We have a couple of young stars in the team that are really bright, um, and hopefully, hopefully, the, the the downturn doesn't affect their confidence so much um, that they're not able to come good in the in the near future. Yeah, but I mean, I I I, I do sympathize a bit with Arteta because, like you say, he is a good coach, but. Um, some people are saying that he might be out of his depth. Um, that I guess the jury is still out on that for the time being. Um, I, I suspect that the the board at Arsenal is probably going to give him till the end of the season, um, or at least till January, <laughs> or at least till January, you know, and then they can evaluate and see what, where where they go from there. It's obviously going to be a lot of pressure on him, um, you know, bottom 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 of the bottom of the league. Um, a transfer on transfer deadline day is just not good enough for Arsenal. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think, I, and I agree with um, a lot of what you've said that he, he needs time. Um, you need to give him a fully fit squad uh, and judge him based on that. Um, I think also that there might be elements of man management that is required because, yeah. you know, uh, footballers, generally speaking, who make it to the Premier League um, usually are. Um, I, I would say they, they, they are experienced most of the time. Um, they've gotten to a point in time where they have the skill sets to play. Like, so you, 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 you know, you, you have to also take that into account and say, well, you know, maybe managing egos is something that he also has to grow because I think it's an area of growth for him because I think sometimes he is maybe a little too strict or or something like that but again you want to ex- establish your authority as a manager as well so it's 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 a it's a, it's complex, a tricky balance yeah. yeah 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 there's a you know there's, there's a lot I mean, to go on yeah. It, it, yeah, and, and I, 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 we should move on from this. But I was just going to say that I, I think that's 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 a that's a big point, and that's a big problem that he's facing right now. Is that he's mm-hmm. having a hard time managing a lot of those personalities in the, in the dressing room. Players yeah. like Aubameyang, Lacazette, um, they seem yeah, to have turned big personalities. Yeah, very yeah. big personalities, and and it, it looks like he's lost he's lost their confidence. And that might play on the minds of the younger players, and they, he might start yeah. to lose the dressing room. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, it, 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 it's been a trend with him as well, falling out with with the likes of Guendouzi at the time he did, Torreira, um, Mesutozil, um, yeah. even Sead Kolasinac, and then you know, just sometimes I think the decision making as well, you know. So, but yeah, let's. Yeah. Let, I, <laughs> Let's 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 probably just move on from from Arteta's uh, 
difficulties yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, and he's and he's also a young manager, so he's, he's still learning the ropes. But but yeah. I get what you're saying. It's it's a it's a, it's a it's a huge balance. But yeah, to your point, uh, let's move on. So, um, of course, it wouldn't be a Busby Lane podcast without talking about Manchester United and and what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, how how does it how um how would you rate your transfer um your transfers so far? I mean, what. Or, or more importantly, how do you rate your your start to the season? You know, you've 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 gone three games unbeaten, um, one two drawn one, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's been a mixed season, even with that start. Um, it's been a mixed start to the season. Uh, the first game was perfect, and I think. Generally speaking, Leeds play into the way we play. <laughs> so um, usually, when they play that gong ho football, man of one, you know, one to one marking and things like that, we can pick them apart. And if you really watch the game, actually, you see that it was still on the, you know, on the balance, you know, until we just got, you know, quick goals. Um, the second game against Southampton was a bit um, difficult for us. I think they, they they really pressed us hard, and the biggest problem we had really was our midfield. Um, we started Matic because Scott couldn't start the game, and uh, Matic struggles to play in a double pivot. Um, he's a good defensive midfielder, but he's designed uh, his his attributes are designed for him are made for him to actually sit as a defender and then sort of distribute and be a destroyer here and there and things like that. But that's not the system we play. We play double pivots, which is supposed to be two box-to-box midfielders who can, you know, join the attack, come back, be energetic across the, you know, and give every other person the platform to go and play. That's how we play. That's why Scott McTominay and Fred are our best, um, you know, starting engine they're our engine basically and when you look at their numbers when you look at what they do they're the ones that give the rest of the team the fullbacks and the other guys um the platform to go play so um i think from my perspective i'll say that um missing scott mctominay exposes a big um gap <laughs> in our in our in our team um, so he's he's injured he went through surgery they say four weeks so hopefully he's going to be at least hopefully the the long, you know, the international break gives us some time. But what I would say is just that that exposed what got ex- got us exposed in that game. In the game yesterday, we were exposed as well. Uh, Wolves could have easily won that game without if uh, you know they the, wasn't making like some crazy saves <laughs> like he normally does. Um, so the midfield is still a worry, at least especially on that in that double pivot. If if that's the what we're going to play. Um, I suspect that Ole is thinking about switching to 4-2-3-3 as a backup um, formation. Um, but again, we don't have any person who plays that 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 um, CDM role uh, because that's not the, the, the game we play. So it, it, I think from that perspective, that's the only downer for me. I think in terms of looking up, up, up front and looking at the back, I think we've been solid defensively. Um, really good um, uh, acquisition in Varane. <laughs> so that's it's awesome. And saw him play yesterday was was great. I think he was stellar with the exception of just one moment where Saiz got the header um, ahead of him. So I think he said himself that he, it was a tough um, introduction into the Premier League and how physical he was surprised at how, how physical the Premier League was. So even though Varane is a really good 
defender and what makes him a good defender really is his awareness of spaces, his really calm under control and understands how to read danger and things like that. He's not going to be sort of, you know, jumping into tackles and making these robust challenges. That's not his game. His game is really to um, be astute in possession, to be astute in monitoring and and, and his recovery pace obviously is amazing, right? So um so I would say I think from that perspective, um from a defensive perspective, that's amazing having him partner Harry. Um the game against Wolves yesterday would have been those type of games would have lost with Victor. And I'm not knocking Victor at all. Victor is an excellent center back as well, but um, because of his physicality or lack of yeah, physicality right. and, and because of his pace, that would have been a game where, you know, we would have been exposed for sure because we were not on it yesterday and he would have been exposed for sure. So um, I think from that perspective, we really solved a huge problem because we can you, now you, play. Do you think your game yesterday, um, your, your match against Wolves, do you think you guys um, got, got off easy? Do you think it was a bit of a let off? Oh, 100%. Hundred percent. We're lucky, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and, we, and was, was that was that was that was that a red card? Uh, the the tackle from <laughs> we all saw it. So you know what? You know what? You know this is what I was saying. Was there contact? Was there slight contact? Yes, there was slight contact. Um, was it dangerous? Not, play? Not, not. So I think it was. It's one of those ones where it's a fifty-fifty challenge that that has gone wrong because Popas. I think he's almost slipped over the ball and then his leg is in the position. His thoughts are not showing with the malicious intent of trying to match the ball. He was trying to kick the ball, but it's sometimes like you play football, man. You see when you're trying to kick the ball, but your leg scoops up, right? It scoops over the ball, right? And especially happens when the other person gets the ball before you. And maybe you panic and just your, your leg goes up a little bit higher than the ball, and and then he, you know, never definitely got got the first kick of the ball. So right. if it got called back for a foul, I wouldn't complain, right? But I think what happened was that Mike Dean was it Mike Dean? <laughs> I think it was Mike Dean. Yeah, Mike it Dean. Um, I think he hesitated, and yeah. when he hesitated and and just sort of trying to figure out what was happening, and then it ended up being a goal. I think at that point, they couldn't necessarily just go back to it. And I think, you know, that was how we, we got off with that one. So, yes, it was a let off in so many ways, but but I'll take it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, because um, because in, in, the last, in the last game as well against Southampton, that was a foul on Bruno Fernandes. It was a robust challenge on him. Bruno is a smaller guy, a big guy, knowing how powerful he is, came and bashed him down and then passed the ball out. So that could have been a foul as well. So you get some, you you lose some, and that's the way it is in the in, in the in the game, right? Right, it is. Well then, um, all right. So let's talk about the the big elephant in the room or the big goats in the room. The big goats in the room. How does how does it feel? You know, CR seven back after how many years? Bro, 12? bro, bro I'll, I'll tell you this, like. Friday was surreal. So I, I had been reading about this stuff, um, you know, on Twitter, reading about the fact that Ronaldo could be going to City. And I saw, I think I saw it on Wednesday, I think. And I 
I didn't want to pay any attention to it. And I, I, I just couldn't even read it. Like I couldn't even read it. And I didn't want to read it. I just <laughs> blanked out almost. So um, on Friday, when, when, I, when I heard there could be a chance, just a chance. <laughs> and when Ole said a hint at the fact that Bruno was talking to him, that I knew it had already happened because Ole um, does not like to talk about players that are not already signed for United. So the moment he started talking about Ronaldo in that way, I think that was when I knew that there was a chance. So, and from that day till even now, I'm still giddy, man. I'm still, you know, this more than anybody else. I grew up watching Cristiano Ronaldo tear up, that was that was the prime. That was what made me fall in love with football, right? So um, it's just surreal, and and I have to say that while I feel great, um, I'm not expecting the Cristiano Ronaldo of old. I'm not expecting someone you know tearing down the wings and dribbling and doing all this crazy stuff. That's not that's not what I'm expecting of him. But because he has become a ruthless goal scorer <laughs> over the years, when you look at his numbers. Right. Just ridiculous. And even last season, I think he scored 20 plus goals for Juve. Um, when How you important really, do you, Yeah, sorry, go on. No, I think when you look at that, I think that's what his role is going to be at United is to finish off. Um, in, in Southampton, the game against Southampton, as an example, we created more chances in that game than in the Leeds game. But we only scored one. <laughs> so yeah. having a rootless finisher, you know, is 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 needed at United for sure because we we, we I mean you you look at all our forwards with the exception of Cavani and Cavani can do that role as well but I think having Cristiano Ronaldo goes beyond just you know satisfying the need because I don't think we needed to really invest in in a, in a nine or anything like that right now we could have waited maybe next year and go for Haaland or something but just is Cristiano Ronaldo is the goat like there's just no when he becomes available. You know, you have you, to go for it. You just have to go for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how important do you think that that signing is going to be for young players coming through the ranks, uh, like uh, Mason Greenwood, who is already your best player so far this season? Um, having such a personality in the dressing room, how important is that going to be for those kinds of players? Huge. Huge. It's going to be so big. Um, I think for Mason. I mean, when Mason came from the academy, he was just sort of a really good finisher. Um, and Ole started challenging him. Well, you're a great finisher. We know you can play left, right. I want you to head the ball more. And when Cavani came in, that was what he started trying to figure out, how to get in those positions right in, in between uh, defenders, right in that six-yard box, and try to head in uh, goals and things. So that's what Ole wants in the striker. Um, you know, it's, it's very funny that, you know, maybe we don't know that Ole is actually our striking coach. He's like the offense is the striking coach at United. That's, that's his coaching role. Um, you know, he's a manager of course, but his coaching role is the striking department. And he was Ronaldo Rooney Tevez's coach during that year as well. Oh, wow. So he's a striker. He's a striker. He's a, when you look at Ole's records in, in terms of his, striking you would see that he's an elite finisher as well so um he he's he obsesses over finishing he obsesses over scoring scrappy goals over positioning yourself being in the right position and things like that and 
nobody is better at doing that already at you know like Cavani but to add Ronaldo to that is just <laughs> insane so I think Mason has the best mentors in the game right now he, he has them to learn from um, but with Ronaldo not just the way he finishes and, and Cavani brings this already by the way he, he brings this already it's also how they look after themselves how their professionalism and things like that those things are huge in the dressing room um, and it's not just for uh, it's not just for Mason it's also for even the established players you know Paul Pogba is going to benefit from from Ronaldo you know they will be on the same wavelength Pogba would just love to and, and I say this without I'm not saying Paul Pogba just wants to take pictures all day but personally you know you know, if you're in your training and you're, you're selfieing with Ronnie come on <laughs> like come on like it's just it, it, it's just a different vibe altogether and you know all these players respect will respect him they, they will know he's he's you know he's achieved everything you can achieve in football they will it will up their own game you know game because you know everyone will try to impress him as well and things like that so he's going to have an all-around effect so i don't expect the effects uh, i think the tangible ones would be the fact that he's going to you know contribute to goals and stuff like that but those intangibles like you try to point out are, are massive <laughs> do you do you do you uh are you dreaming of him lifting the Premier League title once again? I'm not going that far, man. I, 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 and I don't want to go that far because I want to stay true to the approach I've taken to support, to, to watching football. I mean, the, the romantic in me, of course, wants him to do that. But um, I am now maybe at a point in time where I try to take, you know, one game at a time. Let's see what happens. Let's see how the season shakes off. What if he gets injured in his first game, right? <laughs> or what, you know, what, what, what if, you know, another team just goes on a tear? What, there's so many different um, things that can happen um, to derail a season or to make you successful. So I don't want to think too deeply about, you know, the future. I would say we've started very well. Funny enough, this is the best start under Ole, which is which is remarkable. <laughs> so um, having a good start is essential. Now we have to build on top of it. So we have to go against Newcastle and win that game. We have to um, go, into, go deep into the Champions League. We have to take each game as it comes and then see what happens. But, but of course, uh, the romantic in me wants him to carry both the Premier League and the Champions League this season. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very interesting uh well so transfer deadline day um yeah what are you expecting um so this we can, we can do a very quick review of what's going on at least today i mean the 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 one from united is that daniel james is headed to leeds the last time i checked i don't know if anything has changed since then um, it's one Oh, permanent deal. Permanent deal. Let me see if anything has changed, but it does seem like he's headed to um, he's headed to Leeds. However, it does also seem like Everton is trying to bamboozle <laughs> their way through and get him. Um, I'm just seeing now that um, Kamavinga is not coming. So, I mean, for Daniel James, I, I would say you know, great, great move for everyone. Great move for United to get. Um, a player that is, um, I would say, you know, we, we got him for 15M and selling him for 30M is just amazing. So I would say that's awesome. Um, 
um, for ours, for who else? What else is happening? I think you guys are looking at offloading um, Reese Nelson to Fine Art. Yeah, we're, we're looking to offload Reese Nelson and Willian. That would be that. I mean, I think the Willian one can't come soon enough, to be honest. Um, it does what? I said, I said the Willian. I said we're looking to offload Willian as well, and I, I just feel like well, the, well, 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 not, not not necessarily looking. Let me let me tell you something, and this might make you just have a different view on Willian a little bit. Willian is leaving Arsenal without making a fuss about it because he still has some some I think about a year in his contract or something like that, about two years yeah. in his contract, and yeah. he's leaving leaving money on the table. Basically, he's allowing. Arsenal to he's making it easy for, in the for him to leave. Yeah. And yeah. and he's is he's not throwing in the towel, bro. He is doing you guys a favor, a huge favor that I think maybe Arsenal fans may not understand it. And I, I think it's a bit unfair to William actually the way he's been treated at Arsenal because he's still a, a wonderful player and he has won a lot and achieved a lot in his career. Yeah. And I think maybe it, this this by the way, this stuff happens to to teams when they're in certain situations. Even great players might go there and really struggle. Um, I, I, I remember Bastian Schweinsteiger and Morgan Schneiderlin, Memphis Depay. All these players came to United and De Maria, really struggled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> De Maria. So, so, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's, it's, it, it, I, I get that those things can happen. Um, across the continent, Sabitza is going to Bayern, which is a good one, I think, for Bayern. Um, it seems like... Uh, you yeah. know, Bayern just wants to weaken all the teams in Germany and take their best players. <laughs> That's just how they roll. Uh, and then PSG has, you know, I think Real Madrid has pulled out of the PSG PSG um, deal for for Kylian Mbappe. Unfortunately, um, he doesn't want to. They don't want to let him go this 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 summer. So it seems like. Uh, it's one of those ones yeah, that could run along. Eminem is a is a reality this season. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man! It's gonna be a crazy day. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, the the, the uh, Ozan Kabak has gone to Norwich. Yeah, interesting. Just seen that. Yeah, Onana. Who is Onana again, Leo? Onana okay. is the um, the keeper from uh, Ajax, I believe. No, I think it's a different one. Um, so, so who else do you think? Um, I think Arsenal is, is a good one. But who do you think is coming in for you guys? Um, I, I don't, I don't expect any incomings. I think, I think the the clubs focused right now on offloading some of those guys who they well, no disrespect to them, but the, the so called Deadwood. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm quite surprised that Sead Kolasinac is still on the team. Um, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> you know, it's a bit shocking to me. Uh, mm-hmm. There are certain players that I I, gen, I I really would like to to move on at this point. Um, I think Hector Bellerin has has probably you know reached that point where he should move on now, and and, and maybe his his time at Arsenal hasn't gone uh, as as good as he expected it would be, but. It's. I think it's in everyone's best interest if he moves on now. I don't. I, I'm genuinely not expecting um, any incomings, but you know, 
could be could be it would be a surprise to me if we if we do bring anyone else on board. Um, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too surprised to see one or two big names leave though. Um, there's been lots of talk about Lacazette moving on. Um, even Aubameyang now is coming into the conversation. Um, okay. Perhaps if either one of those guys move on, then we might bring someone else in. Um, but at the moment, I don't, I don't, I don't really expect much um, by way of transfers for Arsenal. Yeah, um, I, I think, I think from my perspective, okay, Maitland-Niles is under guy who who seems. Yeah, to... Maitland-Niles, Maitland-Niles is supposed to be on the move. He he put out mm-hmm. a statement today saying he just wants to go somewhere he's wanted Loved. and where he can get <laughs> some game time. Um, it's yeah. a bit unfortunate because he is. Uh, he is loved among the fans. The fan, he, the fans love him, but he just hasn't found that rhythm. Um, maybe down to the manager's system, and he's maybe suffered a little bit um, being played out of position most of the time. I think if we check the 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 ratio of games where he's been played out of position versus where he's been played in his natural position, it's skewed um, in the negative. So I think. Yeah. It might be in his best interest to move on, but personally, I like the guy. I think he's a decent squad player. He's he might not give you uh, uh, an eight out of ten, you know, most games in the season, but he's the sort of guy who could give you a solid six most games, you know, and and is a sort of those sort of performances you need consistently to to get results. You know, and yeah. I, I would, I would keep him. Um, another one I wasn't too happy about was the Joe Willock move. Um, I really didn't oh, yeah. need to move Joe, Joe Willock on as a goal-scoring midfielder, which is something we've been crying out for for months. Yeah. And to have just sold him for a measly twenty odd million is a bit, bit, bit unfortunate in my view. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think. I think that we had bigger priorities in terms of shipping people out. We should have mm-hmm. prioritized moving some guys on um, and held off on that particular one for a bit. So, yeah. yeah, um, That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I, I think you're right. I mean, with Joe Willock, I think it's that one baffled me a little bit. I think he he, he went out and did what you expect him to go do on loan. And that's yeah. just... The sign that he was ready for football, and think he, he could have given you guys at least something. Um, yeah. You know, even if, you know, especially with the absence of Chaka and with Chaka going going gung ho and stuff. So that would have been someone else. Like it's gonna be interesting to see what a, a Willock Lukonga is. Lukonga, Lukonga yeah. pairing would look like, and um, exactly. then having someone like Odengard in front of I them would be yeah. yeah, wouldn't be too bad. So, um, yeah. Well, I, I think the the, the the transfer window has been has been awesome, right? So, I don't know what's going to happen with the deadline day. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, Quite it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I think some some people like to do their business. Then I think there are a few things. I think uh, Tottenham got someone from um, Emerson Royal from from Baka. Um, it does seem like Bakayoko from Chelsea. I don't know how long that guy has spent at Chelsea now. Uh, is going to AC Milan on a two-year loan. Um, and, and, and a few deals I think they're rumbling on. It seems like Dan James is actually going to lead a uh, decent one for Manchester United, 30 million. That's double he, what, what United wow. got him for from Swansea. And, uh, and also, you know, the fact that Ronaldo is here, you need to you know, clear some great space. Yeah. In basketball, they call it cap space. You need to clear some cap space. 
<laughs> to be able to pay him. And, and, and also, I don't think we're going to get a midfielder um, at the end of the, the window. I think, you know, a lot of Manchester United fans want that to happen. So I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, other things we're seeing in the league, it seems like Everton is going for Midland Miles. Um, what else is happening? It's, it's a lot going on, but I would say that... Um, very importantly, I think that the biggest deals of the transfer window have happened. Bisuma is still available, so that could be someone that attracts interest. Um, Man City may be interested in Haaland. Who knows? That's yeah. going to go. Um, I, yeah, I would like yeah. to see a Bisuma, a Bisuma in Arsenal, though, but I don't expect it to happen. I think. Yeah, I it's think probably. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing with, I mean, the thing with these things with Brighton is that Brighton is not just going to. You know, at the end of the transfer window when they don't have enough time to replace yeah. them, except you come yeah. in with a crazy offer. Um for William has actually officially the, the deal has been terminated by mutual consent. So it's he's going to Corinthians. That's just he could have done an Ozil, right? Yeah, that's that's so you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. You need to say you know he's 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 losing he's losing a lot of money in 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 doing that for Arsenal. So um, really good guy there. Okay, I, so, I mean I genuinely yeah. I would have I would have liked I mean it's it's a sad note for for his um time at Arsenal to end on because I I mean I had lots of high hopes for the guy but this is how it has to be um good luck yeah. to him at Corinthians. Yeah, I mean and he he's just you know his his career has been stellar but you know sometimes you can't just carry on right. And maybe if he's playing in a different team in a, in a role where he's not expected to carry too much and like Mata is playing at United and I think they're similar in the way and similar in stature and similar in you know their energy levels. I think William has more energy than Mata but his Mata is not expected to carry the team. Mata is there for that reason. So maybe and that's why maybe I think you guys probably could have kept William because William is a, is someone who really gives you a lot in terms. He's a stand-up guy. He's going to give his best in training, and maybe that's also the kind of culture you want to build. So uh, there, there's more than just the people who play the actual games. It's also people who influence these young players and give them, you know, good good play. So I, and I think that's some of the reasons why they bring veterans into the team. And you know, fans might think that veteran players are you know, are finished and they shouldn't be playing. They shouldn't have any opportunity at all, but they might be doing things behind the scenes. Matic is doing that at United. Mata is doing that. When you talk to United players, when you talk to the likes of Elanga, you talk to Ahmad and the, these young players are coming through the academy. They are quite effusive in their praise of um, those older guys. Uh, <laughs> those guys. I, I can hear my baby crying. So <laughs> maybe it's time for us to start to wrap up. But um, yeah, so in terms of, Game week four and beyond. What 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 can we expect? Um. Well, I mean, I I don't I don't know for from an Arsenal perspective. I'm I'm not I'm not exactly uh, looking forward to it. You know, I'm curious but not expected. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it should be exciting. It's great. It's great to have football back. Uh, I think this is this is the the real start to the season, right? Like things are going to start taking shape by by game week four. Um, I believe where our next game um, is against uh, Nor- Norwich, um, I believe, and you know that's that's just gonna be. <laughs> I mean, 
the bottom two, the two bottom teams in the league. You know, it's uh, relegation dogfight, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an early, an early, an early relegation scrap. You know, so we're we're <laughs> right now. Uh, the way it seems, the way it looks to me, is like you know we've hit rock bottom. The only way to go is up. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the best type of attitude to have towards it. And I think, and that's true. I, I don't think Arsenal is going to get relegated or any, any crazy stuff <laughs> hey, like that. I don't think say that. You have you have <laughs> enough. Um, you have enough to to get back up. It's just three games in the season, mitigating circumstances. Hopefully, by the end of the transfer window, I think you guys might do more business. I think there is every reason to see that that might be something that happens so let's see let's wait and see what happens there maybe you bring in something someone exciting you know the likes of oa or someone who knows i mean it could be it could be that you know the the beginning of the season influences that or it could be something even more drastic like changing the manager but i don't expect that that's how far they want to go so i think maybe you might see you know what they do between now and tomorrow and we'll see how it goes but um you know for the rest of the season though who, who, you know I, I think united um needs to wake up on the midfield side of things i think i think we need to be more serious around there i think we need to find a solution when scott is not available and find a way to win those games and, and control those games um in terms of who's winning the league i know it's very very early to predict but what, what are you thinking is it is it you know who's who's going to who's likely to win the league this season? Um, from, from where I'm sitting, I, I, I see I see Chelsea making a strong a strong case for it. Um, mm-hmm. They seem they seem a really strong, solid side. Uh, you know, coming mm-hmm. off of the Champions League triumph, um, it's it's exactly the sort of mentality you want going um, going into a league season. I think and bringing in arguably the one of the best strikers, if not the best striker in Europe. That's going to um, that's really going to do a, a world of good for their confidence, and if they can keep their performances consistent, I don't see why they wouldn't be right up there with Man City and 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 Liverpool and well, I guess United challenging for the title. So that that's how I would stack it up, actually. How about you? Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. I think you, my by the way, I was going to ask well, you, start, you start the Ronaldo. Um, um, in, in in your next game, <laughs> I mean, you guys are up against. Um, it depends on at home. So does he start in that against in that Newcastle? Game? Yeah, I think that was his first game as well. His last was it? Okay, sorry, it was the last game he played against. Uh, it was a team he played against last time he played, and I think he had a hat trick or something. I forget. I forget what it was, but some crazy stuff like that. Anyways, do I start Ronaldo? I think it depends on a few things. Um, is he going to be ready? Um, you know, he's out out of Portugal now. You know, you know, if, depending on what the rules say about players coming in from, um, you know, from other countries, you know, quarantine, all of those sort of things. I don't. So based on that, I don't know what what the status is going to look like on on Newcastle, but. Um, you want him to be able to integrate into the team as well. But I know Ronaldo is the kind of person who doesn't need that per se to work out. Um, so maybe he might play a bit role. Probably he doesn't start, but maybe he he comes in off the bench or something like that. Or, um, yeah, but it's going to be crazy. Either, either ways, whether he's just around the stadium, just, you know, Ronaldo, even the last time he came back, he came to United, even just walking around the stadium was just, was just, an event, right? So, yeah, massive, <laughs> so massive, massive no, no matter what he does, 
whether he's uh, coming out, you know, starting or they're just introducing him to the fans or they're or he, he's coming in at the 60th minute or something. It's just going to be insane. <laughs> so that's what I can say. So anyways, um, I, I think from, from my perspective to your question about who's going to win the league, I think you can, you can put Chelsea, um, you can put City right there. You can't slip on City. And I, I can't, I'll be disrespectful not to start with the, the current champions as the favorites because they play a brand of football second to none. They are very, very well drilled in what they do and they are stacked in most positions. So they have the best possible chance of winning it again. Um, of course, I don't want to slip on Liverpool. Liverpool is a team that has been up there as well. And then Chelsea. I don't know how I feel about Chelsea. I mean, I think they're good. I think they're okay. Um, but I think they're a team that, hmm, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think they're a good team, but I don't know if they are as good as people claim they are. <laughs> because let's let's remember, yes, they won the Champions League and everybody remembers that, but they were eight in the league last season. What, not, was it eight? Sorry, was it eight? Yeah, I think it was eight. Was it six? No. What, what was it? They weren't in the top four. I don't remember what, what, what position they finished. I think they were six or something. Yeah, I think they were six or something. Anyways, so they didn't finish in the top four. They finished way, way behind City. Um, so it's a lot of points to make up. Um, I, you know, so based on that, I'm going with that. But, you know, cup competitions, I'm not trying to build it to the Champions League because, of course, it's a glamorous competition. You play against the best, so you have to be at your best to actually win it so they did a great job a lot of that was frank lampard as well <laughs> so i don't know he doesn't he never gets the credit but yeah um so if you look at um tuchel he lost the fa cup final right to leicester um they they won city i think with city if you really plan against city you can win them in the final so but but Again, I'm not trying to build it so that by any means, but I'm saying that based on their league performance last season, there's quite a lot to, to actually do to get to a point where they can win the league. And while I respect Romero Lukaku, um, for me, I don't know if the way the Premier League is... <laughs> is something that's going to allow him to just be like a best striker in the world or anything like that. I think that things Belgium has underperformed in the Euros um, and they had a striker in Lukaku. Um, Lukaku scores goals. Don't get me wrong. He scores goals. He scores goals that you expect a, a striker of his size. He can bully his way into things. But when it comes to integrate, 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 intricate play, <laughs> Let me get that off. Um, <laughs> it's not always that easy with him. So when you get teams who will pack the boss and sit in and really defend strongly, I don't know if Lukaku always sort of thrives. Um, also against big teams, you saw him against um, was it Liverpool. He wasn't really that effective. Um, so I, I, I'm not disrespecting Lukaku, of course, because I think he's a really good striker and he's someone who scores goals, but I don't think that he makes them title contenders just by the virtue of what he's done at, at Inter. Fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So, my, my prediction is really City, 
Liverpool, of course, I have to say United is in the mix. We were second last season where it closes the city. Um, so we have what it takes to challenge. I think we've strengthened really strongly in the summer. So I think if because if our defense is really good and we can score goals, I think we should be able to win the league as well or, or challenge at, at the very least. But I think City definitely favorites for sure. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at our... Uh at our FPL uh, league table here, and uh, yeah. you're second at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been, you've been right up there in the <laughs> the top in the, in the battle for the top spots from day from day one. You know, you know what? You know what? Let me let me let me tell you something that is interesting. There are leagues where I have that type of ranking, and there are leagues where I am 178. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Nice. <laughs> the where I'm eight, fourth, third, and a lot. So I'm not not terrible, but you know, just to tell you that there are a lot of crazy yeah. guys out there. So yeah, yeah. Um, when you see, but, when you see yeah. the highest scores for the for the for the week, you kind of realize that some guys know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I don't remember. I, I really I try to remember it every time, but sometimes I just I just miss out yeah, on it. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, I but I think we should we should definitely uh, continue to do it and, and I want us to do more of these stuff and I think this was really exciting time just flew by we're almost hitting an hour which is really ridiculously long but um, but yeah we try to maybe keep it a little bit uh, <laughs> compact more next time compact. but this was good yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah this is a really good, good one um, so anyways uh, thank, thank you everyone for, for listening in and uh, thank you CJ so much this, this has been awesome Thank you. It's great, great to be here. Great to be back. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, have a All good right. one. <laughs> All right, Chaz, bro. Bye.